Welcome to the most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Featuring at least three different books every week. Starring Martha Steele. The weirder the book, the better. Funny Golden. Historical fiction with a side of trauma porn. Megan Runyon, reading YA, and whatever her current fixation is. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Do you know how I know that it's Christmas season? How do you know? Because everyone's driving like a bunch of drunken jolly assholes. <gasps> yes, <laughs> everyone in this city has run Holy every red light. Yeah, I agree. Not even red light. They move over without looking. Some guy in a trailer side, almost sideswiped me on the way home. What? I mean, if I-40 was moving more than 30 miles per hour, it could have been a problem. That's pretty scary. That is. When you texted me, you were still on I-40. I was like, holy shit. Going to be a while. Bonnie's in the slow lane. I was in the fast lane. I was in the far left lane. I always get over to the far left lane because that's where my exit is. Y'all, we just got reposted <gasps> by OKC Book Talk. Oh, what? Gosh. That was fast. Well, not the one we just did. Oh. The one from, I think this was when Christian Chenoweth was here, but they just, I, we just got a notification that said we've been reposted. Wow. They don't have any followers yet. So if you want to follow along with OKC Book Stuff at OKC.com, book talk has quite a few video for circles in there we're in there i just followed them back so oh they're like oh my god yes exactly they're getting they're getting a little they got some traction on some of these videos our video has 741 views on their page ours does yeah hi okc book talk <laughs> Well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> Let's be friends. If I had realized it was just going to be the three of us, I could have called the book. Um, oh, the Okie book cast. Yeah. Yes, we need to have him on. I, t I keep forgetting to give him notice. <laughs> yes. At the last minute, I'm like, oh, shit, we need a guest. Yes. Oh, well. Oh, well, we made it. And we need to get Shona G on as well. We need to have another visit from the fuck did I do with my water? Everybody else is drinking water and I'm thirsty. I'll be right back. Needy as hell. Look, Echo went over to her water bowl too. She's like, see this? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> and the computer's charged and still recording. Yes. I, Please I, don't I, touch I, the mouse this time. No, I angled. Hey, that was not us. That was Martha. Not you. Yeah. I just meant don't yeah. touch the mouse. We didn't, In general, don't no, touch the mouse. No, that was Martha. And I mean, it's not like she knew that as soon as she turned it on it was going to turn her freaking thing off and she didn't push anything she just turned it off i'm wondering if she like accidentally clicked something like when she turned it on yeah martha you better leave some of this in since you're not here to tell us to shut up <laughs> you know what it's just because she loves us so much she wanted that extra hour for yes. us to redo the podcast yeah she did she definitely was like you know what i need to see these bitches more so i'm gonna i don't know where she was I, it doesn't say what state, but people are freaking out because this person who was getting sworn into office yes. decided to do it on banned books instead of the Bible. I support it. Can I, if I ever get sworn in, like literally put the Hunger Games and Twilight down because that's what I'm going to get sworn in on. Karen Smith, shout out to you, girl. She got sworn in on Night by Ellie Wiesel. Yes, because it's been banned a couple of times. She had like a, a whole stack. A Holocaust autobiography. Yes. Tony Morrison, Donna Gepper. You had me at Holocaust. See? Yeah. <laughs> Have you never read Night? I don't think so. I think you what? need to read that. <clears throat> yeah. I've read that good. book like four times. Yeah. Huh. In school. I think mm -hmm. that's going to need to be on your future list, Fonny. It's a very short read. Is it? Yeah. He worked. So it's autobiography. A, yes. Yeah, so spoiler alert, he doesn't die. Uh, but he worked to bring a lot of Nazi fugitives to justice as an adult. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like my kind of book. There's also a movie that but I... I mean, imagine getting sworn into office. On the first, like the second day of Hanukkah too. Yeah, on a book that's not the Bible. That takes balls enough. That's true. And then, if you're really going to make a statement, choose a bunch of banned books. <laughs> I mean, I, talk about the balls on that girl. Go! I know. I love it. Yeah. 
I keep running into my microphone. I thought it was me. I was like, <laughs> like what is that noise? Oh, I was just Bonnie. It's normally my Princess Leia ears. Just Bonnie hitting at it again. <laughs> Wonk. There's a movie coming, and I need to find out. It hasn't come out here. But do you, did you ever see that interview? There was like, a, he was older gentleman by the time this interview happened, and he was the gentleman who paid um, for the trains to bring the children out of Nazi-occupied countries to England. Really? Yeah, and there's an interview with him. I don't know how old he was at the time. He was probably in his 70s, 80s at the time. And there, he's like a big group of people. It was like almost like an Oprah talk show type situation. And he's sitting there and they're talking about all the things he did and everything. And then the the presenter said, well, I have a surprise for you. And he, she said, if you're in this room today because of the actions of this man, stand up. And the entire audience stood up. Wow. And it was the like the children that are now adults that he saved. They're their children. They're great. Like and it was Oh my god. Uh, it was it gives yes. me chills. But there's a movie coming out about it. And it got kind of lost in the strike shuffle, I think. But I need to look it back up so I can tell you what it was because I keep looking for it to show up here on the States because I was like, This mm. is gonna be so good. I like bawled watching the original interview. So But yeah, he <gasps> What? What? Ryan O'Neill died. Who? <laughs> You really not who, know who Ryan is? No, I really is. don't know. Well, that's an old I picture. I still don't know who that is. is. <laughs> What's he been in? Hold on. I'm going to have to look Explain. it up now. Explain. Right. I'm going to look that movie Listen, up. you always get Megan shit about that. I know. Ryan o- you don't know Ryan O'Neill? How can you not know Ryan O'Neill? <laughs> well, they were really kind of old movies, I guess. So He did Paper Moon, Tatum, well, his daughter, Tatum O'Neill. Is there a fan going or something? It's Cleaning They're crew. vacuuming. Oh. It's called One Life. Is the movie? Is the movie when's it come out? I don't. I don't know. He did a love story with Barbara Streisand. The main event. It it release date was September 9th in the UK of twenty twenty three. Has an eighty four percent satisfaction rate on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, hmm. that's pretty good. That's awesome. But I don't. I don't know. Oh, and it's Anthony Hopkins plays. Okay. Ooh. I just like to point out that Echo is double paw handshaking over here. She's ampidextrous. <laughs> Ampodextrous. <laughs> yes. She's like, excuse me, I know you have cheese up there. I don't want I don't excuse want Excuse me, but I also like cheese. <laughs> You're putting your hand down here. I'm shaking it and getting no cheese in return. I'm getting like, I see your hand. You're leaving me hanging. Cheese? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I gave you both paws interchangeably. I was <laughs> ampodextrous. You still don't recognize Ryan O'Neill? <gasps> yeah. No. Oh, yes. Um, he Bones's dad. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Now, now you're I'm upset. Sad. Now Jesus I'm sad. Wait, Christ. but was no, it's Dinozo's dad that killed what's yeah. her bucket. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I am sad. That does make me sad now. Bones's dad. Aww. No. So you just got to find the right show. Once I get the right show, I probably know who it is. Oh, makes me sad. Yeah. Why was I thinking he died a long time? Maybe because, spoiler alert, maybe because he dies in the show. Yeah. And I thought he died in real life. and That's why they wrote him off the show. Maybe I just oh. assumed. Well, maybe he was sick and that's why they wrote no, him cause off No, because that show, show ended a long time ago. Oh, oh, see, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not w- up with what the kids are What the kids are doing. with that. What we're here to do. Seriously, though, like, I work with a bunch of kids that... And our kids, a bunch of people that are my son's age and younger. Gen Z. And mm. I do not get their references. Like Which ones? Do I need to give you with like Gen like, Z? Today one? they were like talking about team Timu. Uh yeah. Timu. What the so hell is Timu? It's like a website that you can order shit from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, super yeah, yeah. can be super it's sketch. Super, super sketch. It we can talked be, about yes. it on the podcast one time. A while back. Because yeah. I said something about the thrift store and somebody said, or Timu, and I'm like, what Timu, the fuck is Timu? Timu gets yeah. hacked all the time. It's like oh. the cheapest Chinese shit ever. Yeah. And you can get something that's like perfect and exactly like you thought it was gonna be, and then the next time they're like, here's a pile of sand. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. it's very inconsistent it's very sketch uh, yeah now the thing that tyler that still works here he's dylan and tyler's age and he was talking about 
there's this word, it's a Japanese word that means not only are you dead to me, but I wish all your ancestors and their ancestors to I've, be dead. I've heard of this. I don't know what the word is, but I have heard it's of called, this. But see, if it, somebody came up and said something like that to me, I'd be like, oh, carrot, thank you. Carrot. <laughs> carrot. I, I know we talked about the elot, or elot, which is like corn, like street corn. Almost. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I had to look that up because everyone's like, oh, I love Elote or... I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I'd have to look it back up. Oh, I love that stuff. And I'd be like... You hate corn. Well, no. Other people were saying... I had to look it up to see what they were talking about. Oh. In Haichus. I had never heard of that. What's a Haichu? It's kind of like a Starburst. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do know those. Bad Bunny. I had no clue that that was a group. It's a person. No, it's a guy. Oh, it's a person. It's one person. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's, he's a he, Spanish rapper. Yes. They're talking about Bad Bunny, and I'm like, I used Even to have I a know Bad who Bunny. Bad Bunny is. As yeah, a pet. but Ky- I have Kyru. no freak clue. Kyru? Kyru? Thank you. <laughs> Not only do I wish you were dead, but I wish there was no trace of your ancestry ever. <laughs> I that's mean, how le- much you hate somebody. That's some pretty big hate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, too. That's a, that's some big hate. Yeah. <laughs> if you just- knew some of the genes swimming around in my pool, though. Yeah. It's... I don't, I don't I think I have I got some pretty any. bad genes swimming around my pool, but the great thing is there's also some really spectacular genes in there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at the way my sister I- paints. That's true. true. I don't think That's I have any. Look at genes, me and but... then look at my sister. Obviously, she's on the higher end you of the genes. Are... <laughs> Listen, you might not be in the deep, deep end, but you're definitely as far as the water slide, okay? Oh, you're, you're at least so tra- boob deep. You're at least boob you're deep. deep. <laughs> you could still play Marco Polo, okay? All I But all I hear is the little dragon from Mulan going, curse you and your family and. Exactly, like, yes. <laughs> and your goats and whatever. I, I, I only well, know that scene. That goes scene. with our little, our little dragon here. Yes, we have What's our name again? Cinder. Cinder. Uh, you touched it and it moved something and I panicked. Maybe it was Cinder that turned it off. She's like, I'll show you for throwing me in a fucking bag all week. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you think I'm a dragon? I'm going to Toy Story this shit when you all blink. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go all weeping angel on us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Which, of weep, Weeping Angel, the new Doctor Who. It's so good. Oh, my God. So I haven't good. seen it yet, but the guy who plays the lead, he was in Sex Education. Oh, we're not to, to uh, Chutigawa yet. What? David Tennant came back. What? Yeah, for th- the first three episodes. Fuck. Because the 13th Doctor regenerated into David Tennant. Oh my God, so where then, have I been? So then David Tennant will regenerate into Chutigawa. Oh my God. He's... Okay, what streaming services is Doctor Who on? Is it on Netflix or Disney Hulu? Plus. Oh man, I don't have Disney Plus. Megan, you're going to have to have guests <laughs> one of these nights. We're going to have to have a sleepover at Megan's okay. house so that we can watch all the Doctor Who's and get super drunk at Megan's house. Either okay. that or um, I'm just going to upgrade my Hulu and <laughs> get too? Disney Plus because... Yeah. Will- Why are we talking about television again? Because we you started on Doctor Who. You're right, I did. It was my fault. Oh, there but happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy Hanukkah for all who celebrate. It's the second night of Hanukkah for us. For us, yeah. It'll We're- be fourth night of Hanukkah or fifth night of Hanukkah for those who are listening. Don't make my brain hurt. Mm. Don't make me count days. I counted for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do math all day long. I don't want to math anymore. I didn't have you to. You used math. to love math. Remember the days? Never. When I went to college as an adult, now, mind you, I went to college when I was 30. So, so you know, a little bit since I had graduated high school. Yeah. And the math was so much more advanced than anything I had ever taken. Yeah. That I had to take remedial math. Same. Before oh, I, I took algebra. Well, I would have had to take college anyway. algebra. 100%. I suck at math so bad. I read those questions and I'm like, it might have well been Japanese. I, they it's amazing been- that they didn't have to scrape my brain off the wall behind the testing area because yeah. it, oh, I hated my that. mind exploded. Hated I was like, it. what the fuck is this? The yeah. worst and at math. When I have to figure out why there's an overpayment or an underpayment for a tax 
Mm. I'll uh, have to take a percentage of, and you don't have to keep this in because it's boring, of taxable wages. And sometimes you have to figure out what the percentage <laughs> is from the amount taken out of the taxable wages. <laughs> I might leave that in because that's pretty funny. <laughs> Both Megan and I just had to be woken up, get drool off our face after a two-second conversation about taxes. I, I said I heard- taxable wages, and I, I saw the film go over everybody's eyes. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't. It's okay. <laughs> It's interesting, damn it. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> to somebody uh, somewhere. Yeah, all right. Just not me. <sighs> oh, man. Are we ready to transition? Do you have any taxes in your book, Bonnie? <laughs> no. Damn. No, nothing like that. Uh, aren't you, at all. Are you Somebody, sitting? No. No, she's standing. Oh. <laughs> Bonnie's, she's taller than both of us. No, <laughs> she's not sitting. You're kind of like, how'd you get your fat ass up that high? <laughs> no, that's not what we said. So... I kind of took a detour off the norm, and I read, Surely You Can't Be Serious, The True Story of Airplane by David Zecker, Jim Abraham, and Jerry Zecker. That sounds fun. And you, I know you're old enough to remember Airplane. I am. I actually don't, did not watch this in the movie theater. I watched it. Probably on a beta max. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're totally showing your age. Well, the movie came out in 1980. And I just want to give a shout out to Drew Kilman, who is my Macmillan Audio Connection. I don't know if you've you've seen the emails that Mm -hmm. come over, but he'll send over like a list of books, audio books. What the fuck? How come you guys didn't tell me about that? That's because what I'm when hoarding you don't them. get in your email, in our email. Well, I expect you to tell me when I need to get in the email. <laughs> we'll work on that for you. You got to fight Bonnie for him, though. Listen, this is my this is my, this connection. Is my connection. This is he's my bitch. <laughs> oh, he's gonna love, he's gonna love that. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but thank you, thank you, thank you for sending us great audiobooks. I finished this one. I'm about to start another one that he sent us, and I can't wait. It's very exciting. And what this book is, it it's like the telling of the history of how this movie came to be. You know, because in the 1980s, this was kind of a groundbreaking kind of comedy film. It's told in the perspective of the three writers, mm-hmm. people who wrote Airplane, and it it took a while for Airplane to kind of become what it was. Uh, they started out, these three guys, uh, Jerry Zucker, Jim Abrahams, and David Zucker, they started out performing at a theater called Kentucky Fried Theater. Because it was just, it was, they did like little comic skits and just funny, off-the-wall stuff. And so they talk about how they did that and... I can't remember exactly how they came about it, but they watched a movie called Zero Hour, which is a drama. It's a serious, it's not a comedy. And they decided they wanted to do a parody. They wanted to write a parody off of Zero Hour. Hmm. They had absolutely no experience. They lived like in Wisconsin, so they weren't anywhere near Hollywood or anything, but they decided this is what they were going to do. So they started writing airplane and it just goes through how they started with Kentucky Fried Theater then it went to Kentucky Fried Movies and the whole time they're working on this script for airplane and they finally decide they need to go to Hollywood and then because there's no comedy like this and the comedy is so dry when you read it in a script a lot of people just weren't getting it. And it took a long time for them to sell this movie. And finally, Paramount bought mm-hmm. it and made the movie. And it was a very low-budget film. But so funny. So it's like oh a cult God, classic so now. Funny. It is a cult classic. It is hilarious. And if you have <sighs> never watched Airplane, you can't just watch it once because Mm-mm. you miss yeah. everything. And basically, the plot of Airplane is kind of like a porn movie. It's kind of second to 
in this case, comedy, <laughs> not like porn, but, and it's about airplane that's up in the air. They have some bad fish. The yes. pilot gets food, food poisoning, poisoning and they need to find somebody to fly the plane. And they find this guy who's a former pilot, but he like has PTSD. Oh, gosh. And, and then it's just, <laughs> and the comedy is so not right sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely movie. not back then. And they talk about how they had some stuff that they wanted to put in the movie that went over the line. They oh, ended geez. up having to take it out. Wow. These guys would, like, be our best friends, I think. <laughs> They're hilarious. And a lot of the actors and actresses who played in it, a lot of them were unknown people. Mm -hmm. Airplane basically started their career. It started the three... Yeah. Writers, it started their career. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, yes. who everybody knows yeah. now, um, I think he had never been in a comedy before. And it talks about Leslie Nielsen walking around set with a fart machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just that's awesome. <laughs> I love books that just. I think it's because I like to know how things work. Yeah, and so I like to know the story behind yeah. the story. And it was just, it was an excellent book. It was well-written. Um, if you do the audio version, uh, the writers, the authors of the movie read. Oh, nice. They do the the um, audio narrating. Oh, fun. And some parts you can tell, you can tell when they're reminiscing and parts when they're just reading. Yeah. <laughs> but, kind of like Leslie Jones's, like when she would go off on like yeah. a tangent. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was awesome. If you have ever watched Airplane, you should read this book because it's just, it gives you a whole new perspective and it makes me want to watch this movie again. I was actually looking around streaming services to see if I could find it and I couldn't find it. It's not on Paramount Plus? Well, I don't have Paramount oh, Plus. That's like a cheap one. That's an easy one. Mm. You get like a 30 day free, a week long trial. Just Stop watch Airplane. breathing into the microphone so much. Oh my God. <sighs> You can Airplane get, was so awesome. You could get, you could get <laughs> the trial. Those fucking guys, man. <laughs> Those fucking guys. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was awesome. I think that this could be a new generation cult following movie. <laughs> We're gonna wait because she's gonna listen to my damn review. <laughs> Martha just ran out of here and said that we made her pee her pants. I guess we made her laugh too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched the whole movie. It has a lot of things that they would not put in movies nowadays. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the pilot asks a little boy if he's ever seen a grown man naked. Yeah, no. And just, and like, um, they're trying to get one lady to calm down. So somebody, like, they're smacking her to try to get her. <laughs> and you look and there's like a line of peeing people waiting to hit her. To hit her. Jeez. So, I mean, stuff that you really can't put in there now. And uh, But at the time, it was okay. Yeah. And it's that movie is just freaking... If you like parodies... Eh, sometimes. Sometimes I don't do, like, slapstick humor. And that's kind of slapstick -y. It is pretty. But there's a lot of, like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, and don't call me Shirley. Like he says, Shirley, somebody can fly the plane. Or I can't remember yeah. the exact... He's like... Yes, and don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great book. I loved it. I think that all of my 80s babies out there who listen to the podcast, you should give it a read. It was not super long. Um, I did the audio, and I actually had to slow it down mm. a little bit. So it took me a little longer to read it than a normal book, but that's only because I turned it down so I could enjoy it. Yeah. I had to savor. Gotcha. And that, again, is called Surely You Can't Be Serious, The True Story of Airplane by David Zucker, Jim Abraham, and Jerry Zucker. Okay. And we're going to wait for Martha to come back now. <clears throat> do, do, do. Have you watched that parody off of Twilight? Which one? Yeah, I know. Vampires I, Suck, I think yeah, is what it's I, called. I watched parts of it. But I There's one out the that way. has like midgets and stuff, and I watched part of that, and I was like, okay, this is too out there. Yeah. I can't even. But there's one that I watched that was pretty good. Yeah. I, the Vampire Sucks was the main Twilight spoof. Yeah. 
But there's some good ones. There's some good, like the scary movies. Oh, yeah. Some of those, those are, are good. pretty freaking hilarious. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty hilarious. Speaking of Twilight, Robert Pattinson and his girlfriend and Taylor Swift were all out together the other night. Ooh. And I was like, you can't have Edward and Jacob, Taylor. It's not fair. That's too <laughs> much power for one person. She's just trying to see what team to pick. She's got to try them both out. She can't. Ha- she already gave Taylor to Taylor. The other Taylor. <laughs> you can't. You One, and Edward's also taken now, but I saw the picture and I was like, is this real or is this an edit? And I was like, <laughs> this is unfair if it's real. Let's see if I can sit in my very tight pants. Ah, the truth comes out. That's why she didn't want to sit. Period. All right. So. I am doing Christmas romance. Yay. Because it's Christmas time and fuck off, Martha. Yay. (laughs) All right. So this week I am reviewing a Holly Jolly Ever After by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. And this is the second book in this universe, but it's not a sequel. And so we have our main character, Winnie and Callum. And the best people to picture and think about when you think about how these characters are written is Winnie would be Candace Cameron Bure if she lost Jesus. Martha's not even listening. Not a chuckle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that was a, a, a snort. <laughs> Remember when I was talking about taxes? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, the, the glaze is, is yes. hitting me hard. Um, and Callum is an ex-boy vander. And but he wasn't like the popular one in the boy band. He would be um, like your Joey Fatone, your Chris Kirkpatrick, your Howie Durow, that group. Um, sorry, you three, you're all loved. Anyway, um, so Winnie is, was raised in the the purity culture, and you know the can't have sex before marriage, and you get married when you're 18. And you can't get divorced, and everything is just rainbows and unicorns. And um, she does get divorced because her husband's a cheating bastard. And when she was a teenager, Callum from um, his boy band was called Ink, and he they'd been out somewhere. She had been with them all somewhere, like after a teen awards party type thing. And she just, like, fell asleep in the limo. But it was, like, innocent. Like, she hadn't been drinking or anything. And he took a picture of her and posted it. And everyone was like, oh, she's out of control. She's passed out drunk. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm literally just sleeping. So she kind of gets this label, right, as, like, this partying starlet early on. Um, and so when she ends up getting divorced and then she loses it. So they have the Hope Channel, which is kind of like Hallmark or that other channel now that I can't think of what it's called that Candace Cameron's on now. Um, and so she loses her contract with them because now she's divorced and she's got like, she's kind of like scandalized. Oh no, scandal. It's scandal. Um, but they've created Hope After Dark. <laughs> it's like Cinemax After Dark. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Callum. Brown chicken, brown cow. Yes. So That's I, a Candace Cameron then. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Callum, when he was just fresh out of his boy band days, he pretty much would go to all of his friends' weddings, sleep with all the bridesmaids. Like, he was manhoeing around uh, around his friend group. Um, and someone he has a sex tape with, so he sells the sex tape because he's like, I might as well make money off of it. So once it was, like, released, he gained control of it. Um, so th- he was, like, the first person they thought of for this, like, groundbreaking, like, smutty Christmas romance that they're like, you know who would be great for this? The guy we've already seen have sex with somebody on TV. <laughs> so they were like, great, put him in there. He doesn't even have to re- he doesn't even have to try out. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. So then Winnie's manager calls her and she's like, hey, so if you don't want to have to pay Hope Channel all this money back for your contract that you're in breach of because morality clauses of divorce, um, they would love for you to do Hope After Dark and that'll like resurrect your contract. You won't owe them all this money. And when he was like, um, okay, sure, whatever. We'll give it a try. So they go to do these things and they do the first like smutty scene 
where, and there's kind of like tension between them. They kind of are like, oh, I might like him. And I'm like, no, but I can't like him. And I can't like her. And, you know, kind of that kind of situation. And so they get to the first like smutty scene and she realizes, and the whole cast realizes that like, she doesn't know how to act like sexy or act like she's being any kind of pleasured in a sex scene. (laughs) And so then she goes to Callum and is like, I need your help. I have to survive this movie. I need your help. Can you do me? Yes. So basically she's like, I need you to be like my sex education teacher, but it's just for the movie. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. nudge. So, I mean, you kind of can tell where that's going to go. And so they are like blissfully, happily, you know, seeing each other or whatever. And then. I think they're doing a little more than seeing each other there, there, Megan. Yeah, there there may be some. Bumping uglies. Some, some sex happening. They're quote unquote seeing each they're other. They're seeing each other. So then everyone's happy because like she's, you know, able to act these scenes out with him and whatever. Um, and of course there's an incident. I can't tell you what the incident is cause it'll give spoilers, but you know, the pattern of a romance, it doesn't change. Uh, but it was such a cute book and it was so fun. And the, just like the giggling of me, like imagining Candace Cameron as like this, like, as this character would <laughs> gave me great joy. Cause I was like, can you just picture it? Cause it was hilarious, but it was, it was super cute. Her ex-husband is a piece of shit. Her parents suck ass. <laughs> Come on, Megan, stop mincing words for fuck's sake. I Just know. say what you mean. I know. Well, you know, her parents are like basically kick her out of their lives because they're mad at her because she divorced her cheating husband because, you know, she's supposed to just suck it up. Uh, and so her parents make a reappearance at one point and you you just fucking want to hit them with a baseball bat the whole time. <laughs> You're like, please go away. But it was cute. And Callum owns a pizza place, and he's from Kansas City, and he owns a pizza chain, and it's called Slice Slice Baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. And he's like... It is awesome. It's the best. And it makes me want to go. Yeah. <laughs> And so he, and it's like successful, like it's not just like a mediocre pizza place. It's actually a pretty good pizza place. So it talks about him trying to balance doing this movie with the running the pizza place. And he leaves his nephew in charge, who's like 20. So there's some adventures with the pizza place and um, their relationship has ups and downs. She's learning kind of how to like truly love somebody because she got married when she was like 18 to the random whatever guy. But yeah, I really liked it. It is smutty. I would give it three and a half Megan blushes. Mm. It's pretty smutty. Mm. But it was really a good. hope after dark there. A little hope. A little three book girls after <laughs> yeah, dark. three book girls after dark. <laughs> yes. You know, when you were talking about, you know, the Hope Channel and everybody's supposed to be like pure and it's like the Hallmark Channel. It everybody's is. cut out of cream cheese. It makes me think of that part in Love Actually where... The guy who plays the Hobbit, the young oh, yes, Hobbit, yes. is in the middle of a sex scene with that one blonde chick. And then they actually go out on a date and it's very sweet and innocent. But they've already been in this position yes. where they're both like naked, even if they're not yeah. doing the do. They're It's easy to see where how act like co-stars blur the lines of reality yeah it's like and what i did like in this is because like intimacy coordinators are like a big thing in hollywood now and they have a very active intimacy coordinator so i thought that was cool to see that being like put into the romances and stuff and they talk about all the different stuff that's what i want to do when i grow up there's a woman on tiktok who tells us how they i want to be an intimacy coordinator you can just sit over there with creepy like that (laughs) you just sit over with a microphone for the people that don't know how to make the noises Uh, that's not uh. their job (laughs) their job is to make it look good without actually having any issues i'm gonna i'm gonna be the the sex voice stunt double no that's not an intimacy coordinator an intimacy coordinator is making sure you don't have a janet jackson boob we know we're just fucking around man but it is fascinating with the girl i i can't think jessica i think her name is on tiktok who watches like she's an intimacy coordinator and she watches spicy like movies that are out and then tells you how she thinks they filmed it to make it look like 
that yeah. it's act- and it's so it's actually kind of fascinating because she's like camera angles can do magical things. She's they like, can. She's like they might not even be sitting near each other, but the camera angle will make it look like they're right there together. So it was kind of cool. Uh, but hope after dark is far more spicy than <laughs> your everyday spicy TV show or movie. It's not like it's not your typical Hallmark Channel no, no, Christmas no. movie. Mm-mm, no. Santa Santa is uh, getting it and, and <gasps> loving it. Ooh, Santa. Santa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a candy cane in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was some candy cane lube Santa, at one point in the, my in the movie. Bells. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Keith, come back. <laughs> Keith, where are you? <laughs> Uh, uh, but I gave it four stars. I really enjoyed it. It was a good kickoff to Christmas movie or Christmas books. And that was a Holly Jolly Ever After by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. And that's the second book in that universe. And I feel like there's a third coming just based on the um, mm. kind of last chapter, so to speak. I was like, oh, we're about to meet some new characters that are going to be the next book. Now I'm hungry for Peppermint. Now you want some peppermint? <laughs> now she wants some candy. Now candy. you want some candy. <laughs> Give it to me, Santa. Oh, I God. need to suck on some canes, baby. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Santa, we're sorry. Listen, Poor you're Megan. the one that's She's talking about spicy movies. Oh, I am the one talking. And I did. you name dropped Santa, so yeah. where am I supposed to you go with that? Santa was getting spicy. So. Santa was getting spicy in the sleigh. I mean... You know what you got? That do? would be a place to brag about. Uh, right? I feel like that's like better than the Mile High Club. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like a step up from the back seat of a doing Honda. it in the back of the sleigh. Yeah. Oh, hey. well, only one step up? <laughs> okay, well, maybe two. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That must have been some Honda. <laughs> I know. You can't even get to... <laughs> Come on, at least get to like an Audi or something. If it's a small car, you have to be talented <laughs> to get two people in that backseat. That's all I'm saying. Oh, geez. <laughs> all right. You guys ready to go to the next? Of course. Okay. So Take us somewhere dark and scary. It's not dark and scary this Lies. week. No, it's really not. This week, I am reviewing America Fantastica by Tim O'Brien. Now, you might have heard of Tim O'Brien. He wrote one of the greatest American novels of all time called The Things They Carried, which is about war and whatnot. Actually, I didn't read it. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> when, I, when I saw what it, what it was about, I was like, no, that sounds depressing. But he wrote his first book in decades, and it's very snarky. And very, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a lot of Carl Hyacinth's work. But the voice in it was so, I don't know, it was kind of, the reason I liked this book is because it sounded like the voice in my head. You know, the snarky me that sort of has a commentary on everything. That's kind of what it felt like. But it's it's really kind of a difficult story to follow at times if you're listening to the audio, which I was, because it's so complicated. Basically, there, there are two or three different things going on at the same time. One of them is a bank robbery that happens. And the guy that robs the bank's name is Boyd. Well, you find out fairly quickly that the bank that he robbed... Nobody's calling the cops about it. So then you figure out that the bank that he robbed is a bank that is fucking around with the books. And so they haven't even called the cops. So you kind of get the picture of the people that are involved in the bank and and what they're trying to do to get the money back. And then you have Boyd, who's having an existential crisis, and he's... One of the bank tellers goes with him. So you've got the two of them that are together. And then you have Boyd's ex-wife and her dad and all of this other stuff that's going on. Like I said, it's kind of a tough book to follow. But the reason I loved it so much is because of the voice. The storytelling just felt like it felt like me telling myself a story. That's why I liked it so much. It was just a very, like the way he talks about 
all of the political issues that are recent sounds just exactly like me. I think anybody who enjoys my sense of humor would like the book. It's got a lot of characters. It's got a lot of different stuff going on. If you're listening to the audio, if you're trying to keep track, it might be a little tough. But the stuff is so fun and snarky about all of the different things that they go through when they're traveling down the road, basically trying to stay out of jail. And then the people that they send after them to try to recover the money. And then those people's difficulties. And it's like a caper type story. And poor Boyd, he's just had a really difficult life. But he is a liar to his very core. So he I don't think he's ever told the truth in his whole life. He made up his entire resume. He he got caught. So he's going to run for Congress? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But there are just so many things to love about this book. It's not for everyone because if you are really going to be hyper aware of, I don't know, it, it could be considered slow in some parts just because of the way the whole story came together, but I really liked it anyway. I would listen to, I would easily read another book in this same vein with the same characters or adjacent characters because I just loved it. In fact, I might even read it again. I know, I know this is like the fourth book I've said that about. I don't know what's happening in this studio, but I'm (laughs) concerned. I don't know. Okay. I, but I really, really loved it. I would I would have coffee with Tim O'Brien. He sounds delightful. And that was America Fantastica by Tim O'Brien. I know I didn't really say a lot about what it's about, but it's a caper. Fair enough. What a else do you caper. Need, what else do you need to know? It was a caper. Mm. It was nothing like the novel he became famous for though. Yeah. You know, we were talking about end of the year books and I feel like we have not said out loud how many books we get on our list. Martha, five and one bonus. I don't know why you think you need to be a hater, Megan. (laughs) Five books, one honorable mention, which equals what? Martha's going to be like the uh, (laughs) big industry. She's going to be like, um, can I buy some of your... Martha, five plus one equals... Fuck off with your math, (laughs) Megan. Six. You can pick six books. I thought you said I could only have five. I said five and one honorable mention. Five in each category? No. Every year. (laughs) Every year we do this. But there are too many good books. You can't make me pick this five. Yes, I can. It's not fair. Because the rest of us follow the rules. You don't get to pick eight. Just because you go last doesn't mean that you can change it all of a sudden. Right. If everyone has five. I could five more books out of my ass if they'll fit in there. Listen, you could probably fit about 20 up your ass. <laughs> hey, end of the- <laughs> I could not. <laughs> for end my of the ass is not that big. <laughs> Stop it. You get five plus one. Maybe if they were on a memory stick. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably put a lot of books on a memory stick. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you all heard us. Martha has to pick six. So after our end of the year episode, we're going to have to take Martha to the emergency room (laughs) to have the memory stick removed from her ass. (laughs) Good thing it's right down the street. (laughs) If you can figure out where it is around the construction. (laughs) Right. Good luck. And then I can just go home afterwards because it's right there. there. It's going to be hard to pick my end of the year books, I feel like, this year. You know... I don't know if I had any real memorable reads. Well, I know at least one of my five. Well, you can't start talking about them because that's no. our New Year's. Our New Year's. No, but just thinking back of what I've read New Year's recently. Episode. What I've read recently, and doesn't and, and it doesn't have to be something we've reviewed, right? It might be like a sequel, right? That was not a yeah, rule. Yeah, okay. I don't think okay. <clears throat> sequels. But yeah, because it might be my favorite book of the year. It just wasn't one I could review. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just lo- I'm looking at my book journal. In past years, there has been a precedent set 
that it did not have to be reviewed on the podcast Whoop. to be able to be on your list. I don't recall that. I'm pretty you sure that you're the one. Either. You're the one who reviewed one that wasn't reviewed on the podcast. Ooh. Did not. I I'm bet. pretty I think sure. you did. did not. Pretty sure it was the seventh book on the year that we decided <laughs> that we only were going to do three. <laughs> so it didn't really count then. Yes, it did. <laughs> you bitches. Why are you trying to harsh my vibe over here? Because Jesus we know Christ. if we don't have a moment to say it, that you will pick 12. Uh, they all can hear how you're harassing me right now. I have proof <laughs> that I'm being harassed. Help! I'm being repressed! <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Too bad, Leroy. Listen, the repression books are usually mine. Sorry. True. True. (laughs) It's because you don't follow the rules, Martha. I make the rules. She could just edit all of us out and it'd just be Martha. (laughs) Right? (laughs) To just be Martha's end of year. She'll go home and and finish the podcast by herself in her studio. (laughs) She'll be like, I'm going to upload it all. be like, where where are we? And Martha will be like, I don't know what happened. I'll show those bitches. (laughs) She's like, I thought I needed a whole hour for mine. I don't know where your guys' went. Uh, Look, I've got proof right here. They said 66. (laughs) (laughs) They said it. It's in their voice. It's right there. No. I don't Echo edit says, it so that it says 66. Echo also says no. Echo's deaf. She didn't hear any of that shit. Yes, she did. Yeah, but she, she can be bought with cheese. <laughs> we have the cheese over here. That's very true. <laughs> we have the cheese. Oh, speaking of cheese, uh, speaking of uh, payment, I love our new red bubble design. <gasps> yes. It says will work for books and it's yes. on a little piece of cardboard. Yes. <laughs> I ordered a sticker and a magnet today. I'm going to have the magnet on the back of my car. It <laughs> says will work for books. I like it. Yeah. That's pretty hilarious. So if you need some new swag. I'd go, say go that I'd red. get one for mine, but somebody stole my Hobbit one that I had back there. Oh, I still haven't found assholes, it. Man. That's why what? I don't put any magnets on my car because I'd be pissed off. I didn't even notice for a long time. And then one time I was, I don't know, I was looking for my ass in the parking lot. You were looking for your ass? (laughs) I was looking for my ass in the parking lot. And I look for the sticker because, you know, I have a common car. It's black. It's a common color. And I was like, where the hell's my sticker? Aww. Luckily, I know my license plate number. Shit, I should have ordered you guys one too. Damn it. I really need to get on Redbubble and... I really need to lose 40 pounds so I can order a shirt that fucking fits me. I'll I'll wear my old lady pants. Yes. And my lacy three book girls. Your old lady pants and your lacy three book girls (laughs) chemise. (laughs) Except I'm going to be like that. Do you like my chemise? (laughs) I'm going to be the old, dirty grandma that nobody can take anywhere because you don't know what the hell she's going to say in public. Watch out. Mama's got her bra on the outside of her shirt again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Echo, help. She's asleep. <laughs> this is all Echo, you're her. useless. <laughs> oh, she did look. She raised an eye at me. It's because she can see the movement, Megan. I know. I know. I'm not, I still am not convinced that she can't hear me sometimes. Mm, that's what Tyler says all the time. She's just very intuitive. Uh huh. Sometimes I think she can hear certain pitches. Certain bitches. <laughs> That's why she like hears you, high, Megan. Yeah, no, like the high, like the squeaky chair, like when they open Martha's back door. Like I think maybe she can hear those high pitches. High pitches for bitches. Yes, because she's a girl dog. She's our favorite. <laughs> she's so good. She ate all her cheese. Now I'm she's still just- laughing about the chemise. <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long since I heard that word, chemise and valise. <laughs> What's Those, a chemise? A chemise is like a like a cami. Oh, gotcha. Like a <laughs> like a cardigan. No, like a cami, like a like a under silky under thing. Oh. So a, a millennial tank top. No, it'd be more slickery than that. Yeah, we we wore those. I didn't because I hated wearing layers. Mm. But people would wear them under their like t-shirt and they the fringe would hang off the bottom. Oh. Which somebody on TikTok was like, my daughter asked for like this shirt or whatever for Christmas. And I was like, can you send me a picture? And she sent a picture. And I was like, that's straight out of 2003. Like, it's, it's coming almost, back. It's 
actually almost kind of like a... Oh, it's like a nighty. Almost like a nighty, but a like... chemise? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I love the word... I feel like word, a dead Victorian chemise, child is wearing that. Chemise and valise. That's like a, yeah. A always goat. made me laugh because Niles on Fraser always used to talk about carrying his valise to school. <laughs> the, the chemise is like a Victorian ghost dress. But, I mean, women used to wear it underneath yes. their dresses, yes. so... It w- did the same thing as a like camisole. A, yeah, like yeah. a slip. Yep. God, how long has it been since you wore a slip? Uh, oh not my that gosh. long, because I wear them for DAR. Depending. Really? Well, because sometimes we're up on the podium, and it's like all those really bright lights shining, and I don't want to, my dress to be see-through. Why not? Because. What do you got under there that's so important, Megan? Because I don't want, because I You need to get up there and make sure and wear like, uh, what are those things that go around your thigh? Uh, I, no, I don't want to get up there and then hear the old biddies be like, the girls today just don't know how to dress. Make sure and wear the uh, stockings that you have to hook yeah. up with. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, make sure you got the gear under there. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, luckily, no, I, I haven't had to be on the podium in nice some thighs. time. So. Me looking like that up in the podium. Yeah. <laughs> so. But slips, I mean, that just reminds me of being in... But then my slips were see-through, too. So, like, if I was, like, standing in the sun. Yeah. It's, it's still like, better than the other well one. walking on the sun. <laughs> you are seeing all my bits and pieces. Well, yeah. shadows of I, my well, bits and I pieces. I wear a lot of, I wear more <laughs> petticoats. Now. Shadows of my bits and pieces. <laughs> the weeping willow. The we- <laughs> my bits and pieces were the weeping willow. <laughs> <laughs> my pendulous breasts. <laughs> what? Is happening on this podcast right now? Oh my fucking god! Keith or Pat? <laughs> SOS. Oh, SOS. And that's right gonna, now. <laughs> that's gonna do it for three book girls. <laughs> Good lord! I think I peed my pants now. <laughs> if you made it this far, you are truly bookish. So go to Facebook and join your fellow book lovers on the Three Book Girls Squad. Follow Three Book Girls on socials and be on the lookout for their next live event. Proud of their lack of shelf control, Three Book Girls is a Steel Trap production.